This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We are back. Had a day off yesterday, but we have breaking news to get to immediately here. Elon Musk has prevailed. He has won the worst tweet tournament meltdown May edition. A bit of an upset here in the finals. Overcoming the real Roseanne at the real Roseanne. Elon Musk is your winner, folks. 60% to 40% was the vote. I think people feel rightly that Roseanne has had her comeuppance. Elon has not yet had his. We did our part. So he won worst, uh, worst tweet meltdown May edition. Yeah, we'll be reaching out to Elon for a comment on Twitter. Uh, so we have, we've run two tournaments on the worst tweet tournament account at worst damn tweet. The first was the official worst tweet tournament where we crowned David Frum, deservedly so. And now we've crowned Elon Musk in a sort of subsidiary tournament. I think the system works. Those are two uh, very deserving champions. Can't argue with any of the outcomes so far. How was the parade yesterday, Sam? The reason why we didn't record a show, Sam was out uh, drinking with uh, uh, with Ovechkin. That's right. I was I was partying with Ovi and uh, f- four hundred thousand other people. We no longer going to fucking suck. I think I said it even clearer than he said it right there. Actually, the funny thing about that is we were wondering amongst ourselves who would be the uh, the first player to cuss on stage, and I thought it was going to be Ovi for sure. But that was the last thing that anyone said. That was the last thing of the rally. The first uh, swear, I think, was Kuznetsov, <laughs> who just who just ended his speech with uh, "Let's fuck this shit." Or something, <laughs> it, it 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 ruled. It was good. One regret: I didn't bring enough booze, but I think it turned out for the best because it was a very very hot day, and I did not wear a hat. Luke on YouTube wants to know what you thought of Ovi's dance. I barely saw it. Oh. <laughs> it was good. I don't know. We were we were we were kind of there for the party, and uh, maybe didn't always see the screen. I was also a little distracted because I was going to war with Jonathan Capehart fans. Uh, Patreon subscribers know we discussed it a little bit at the top of our live broadcast. Yeah, We got a, a bit of a tussle with Jonathan Capehart over North Korea. Uh, he's wrong. He, he blocked evi- the two Sams. He blocked the two Sams. He evidently thinks a photo of Donald Trump or the U.S. president with another world leader is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's so bad you can't even contemplate trying to end the Korean War over. So that's Capehart's take. And then, Sam, you pointed <laughs> you pointed out that Capehart still hasn't retracted that story about Bernie Sanders that's got, like, yeah. what, like seven Pinocchios or whatever on one of the rating things yeah he wrote an article claiming that a photo of bernie at a civil rights sit-in wasn't actually bernie and then (laughs) the guy who took the photo informed jonathan capehart that it was actually bernie and then produced a bunch of other photos clearly showing it as being bernie at the sit-in uh capehart still has not retracted his article and there's a, a snopes entry devoted to jonathan capehart's article so uh, i simply pointed that out on twitter and that's what got me blocked 
That's funny because I know there's at least one Snopes article on something we've written, and it's corroborating what we did on the uh, yes. J- Joni Ernst uh, farm true. subsidy thing. So <laughs> that is, according to Snopes, we are way better than Jonathan Capehart. Uh, so we haven't done a show since the summit, since the Singapore summit. Um, there was also news in between that about Larry Kudlow, huh, Sam? Yeah. Uh, so people who've been watching the G7 closely uh, are familiar with this story. Uh, there was some acrimony between the Canadian delegation and the U.S. delegation, and White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow had a very public meltdown and uh, basically screaming at Justin Trudeau, getting really worked up, uh, calling him this and that, saying they stabbed them in the back and stuff like that. And people were really upset. It's not very polite to do to a close ally, and it violates the norms. You mustn't violate the norms. Well, uh, guess what? Larry Kudlow uh, had a heart attack afterwards, so big <laughs> win big win for the norms. Uh, congrats to the norms lovers, because Larry Kudlow worked himself up into such a lather, he had a heart attack. So yeah. norms won, uh, Larry Kudlow, nothing. I should note he is out of the hospital. Yeah, but appears to be doing okay. He's out of the hospital. I think he learned his lesson. <laughs> On that note, just a reminder, listeners out there, you can also watch us record the show every single day by becoming a subscriber on Patreon, just five bucks a month. If you can't quite spare five bucks, you can shell out three bucks a month and you get to see, get to read our weekly zine. We released our first edition last week and this week's edition is starting to shape up. Yeah, we got an update on one of our stories from last week, an update on our old pal Mick Mulvaney. Um, working on a story on corporate stock buybacks. And Sam Sachs here is investigating a possible link between the popularity of fascism and Panera Bread. Yeah, we're in the very early stages of that investigation. And Not sure what, what I might find. Note to the uh, general counsel of Panera Bread, we are not arguing causation, but merely correlation. Yes. Perhaps. That is what we are hypothesizing. Right. Panero, eating Panero probably won't turn you uh, racist. <laughs> probably. Probably not. Again, to access all these perks, you got to be a subscriber on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. New subscribers also get a haiku read on the air, written by one of the two Sams. So right now we've got some poetry to read. This one is for Dylan. Big plans this weekend. Going to boil the bowl so no more clogged hits. Thank you, Dylan. This is for Ryan. Oh yeah, water on. Boil the bowl and grinders. Gunk clogs the grindy. Thank you, Ryan. Finally, this is for Gwen. Jake Double Tapper, a pun on U.S. drone strikes for Drake, who loves troops. Thank you, Gwen. And yes, Jake does love those troops. Thank you to all 
the new subscribers on Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. It's Wednesday, June 13th, 2018. Here's the news. The Singapore summit is over. The first meeting between a U.S. president and a North Korean leader led to a handshake and a joint statement promising to denuclearize the Korean peninsula. After the summit, Trump said the U.S. would suspend certain joint military exercises with South Korea, war games in the words of the president. Trump also tweeted in his characteristically meltbrain style that North Korea was no longer a nuclear threat to the U.S. Fortunately for those actually hoping for an end to the Korean War, more meetings are planned in the future. Um, I have a problem with you calling them war games. That's propaganda. They're military training exercises, actually. <laughs> that take has really happened, huh? You're, this you're... whole episode has produced the worst takes. <laughs> Who, said that one? Who said that one? Uh, Michael McFall said that one, and a few uh... other people have said it. Well, either way, immediately after the summit, it was the statement about joint military exercises that did make the most news. South Korean officials were reportedly caught wrong-footed by the remark. They managed, however, to brush it off. A spokesperson for President Moon Jae-in said, quote, We recognize the need to find various options to smooth dialogue. The day before, Moon called the summit, quote, A historic event that has helped break down the last remaining Cold War legacy on Earth. But none of this stopped Chuck Schumer from obnoxious liberal saber-rattling on the Senate floor this morning. Here is the top-ranking Democratic lawmaker in the country offering his expertise. Our adversaries, Russia and China, have gained, while our allies like South Korea and Japan have lost footing and some degree of faith in America's reliability. Not true. Can, can anyone explain why Russia and China have gained by this? I mean, in the sense that there may not be a nuclear war, a nuclear volley between North Korea and the U.S., they may have gained, but so is everybody else. Right, right, right. Well, Schumer later criticized Trump's tweet on the end of the North Korean nuclear threat. He said, just because the president says, he said that just because the president says something doesn't make it true, Schumer should apply that shit to himself. South Korea is all about this motherfucking summit. Of course, there are some people who would like to see North Korea wiped out with a nuclear weapon, probably John Bolton, and by the sound of it, some of these fucking Democrats. It was reported a few months ago that the Trump administration is considering housing kids picked up at the border, separated from families, housing those kids in U.S. military bases, and it looks like that plan is now picking up pace. More than 1,300 children have been separated from their undocumented parents by U.S. immigration authorities at the border just the last year, That's since September of last year. There are nearly 10,000 kids in total currently being housed in 100 facilities run by the Department of Health and Human Services. That puts the, uh, the, the system at 95% capacity. So according to McClatchy, the Trump administration wants to build a tent city at Fort Bliss in Texas, in the desert, just outside El Paso, a place where daytime temperatures exceed at least 90 degrees. Wonder why he uh, pardoned Joe Arpaio. Huh? Yeah, who was running an infamous uh, tent jail with uh, extremely high temperatures, pretty inhumane conditions. 
It could be re- repeated now for kids. And and this is what led to the uh, contempt of court charges that eventually Trump pardoned him. Yeah. So this is this is pretty fucking foul. Well, the Health and Human Services Department estimates it can squeeze as many as 5,000 kids into the tents. Courthouse News reported on a letter sent by a group of Democratic Texas state lawmakers urging the Trump administration to reconsider the plan. The letter states, quote, The clear purpose of military bases is for armed services operations and housing of military personnel, not for housing immigrant children forcibly taken from their parents. The Justice Department has alleged collusion between a union and a major car manufacturer. Federal prosecutors said Fiat Chrysler and United Auto Workers were, quote, co-conspirators in a bribery scheme. The charges were outlined in a guilty plea entered into last month by Michael Brown. He's the former Fiat Chrysler director of employee relations. The plea was filed late last month. It was reported today by the Detroit News. Excuse me. It was reported two days ago by the Detroit News. In Brown's plea, one count of concealing a felony, he said that Fiat Chrysler execs arranged for illicit gifts to UAW negotiators. Presents included travel, liquor, and cigars. Fiat Chrysler has denied allegations that the company approved of the gifts. UAW, meanwhile, said it wasn't aware until, quote, it was brought to our attention by the government. Those are the words of outgoing UAW president Dennis Williams, according to Reuters. DOJ evidently disagrees. It says Brown knew gifts were being dished out as part of an illicit bargaining strategy to, quote, grease the skids. I have to say, uh, on a personal note, or at least as a publication or radio show, we believe that this in no way invalidates Elon Musk's uh, worst damn tweet, Meltdown May Award for illegal no. union, uh, potentially illegal union busting no. on Twitter. No, we're not stripping him of his title. Antarctica is not only melting, it's melting fast as hell, faster than most scientists thought it would. That's according to a new study published in Nature by a team of 80 scientists. They found that the Antarctic ice sheet is cleaving 200 billion tons of ice into the water every year to eventually melt. It's a much higher rate of melt than ever recorded. On average, the continent lost 219 billion tons of ice annually since 2012. That's triple the 73 billion ton melt rate a year recorded a decade ago. So you may want to empty out your 401k. (laughs) (laughs) This does not qualify as financial advice. We are not financial advisors, but seriously, we, uh, none of us are retiring. (laughs) Just, just to reiterate those numbers, the Antarctic ice sheet was shedding 73 billion tons of ice every year, about a decade ago. Now, it's shedding triple that, 219 billion tons of ice every year. Now, West Antarctica is where most of the melt is occurring, but the larger part of the continent, East Antarctica, which has been more stable, is also starting to experience melt now. 28 billion tons a year, scientists estimated. So, look, the planet, it's doomed, fam. We're in trouble, which brings us to Scott Pruitt the guy in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency here in the U.S., he's dealing with not the uh, crisis in the Arctic, Antarctic, I should say, and Arctic. He's dealing with another scandal. The Washington report, the Washington Post reports that Pruitt tried to leverage Republican donors into getting a job for his wife, Marilyn Pruitt. He, of so, course... <laughs> I guess the Chick-fil-A thing... No, the Chick-fil-A... It didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, he, he, he what did a bummer. earlier try to get a Chick-fil-A <laughs> franchise for his wife. 
What? In this instance, Pruitt, of course, asked one of his top aides to do the legwork on this personal project, like he's done in every previous scandal. And he was eventually successful here, landing his wife a job as an independent contractor at the ultra-conservative Judicial Crisis Network, which operates to elect conservative judges around the country. Marilyn Pruitt worked there for a short time. Pruitt might be surviving right now due to just the sheer number of scandals employing the sort of Trump effect where you can just have so many scandals, it creates a dizzying effect and you don't know how to orient yourself to focus on one to fire the dude. But radio host Laura Ingram became the latest right winger to urge Scott Pruitt to resign. We talked last week about Joni Ernst calling on Scott Pruitt to resign. We too at the Sentinel would like to see Pruitt resign in disgrace or be fired because he's awful. We can't afford someone like him at the helm, given the climate disaster we're facing in the rapidly melting Antarctica. And also because I predicted he was entering his final days in the last zine. So <laughs> I was about to say, I've, I've never been so happy to hear from Laura Ingram, because if she's calling uh, for Pruitt to step down, you know, that means the, uh, you know, you know the, the, the Trump base voters probably are starting to 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 take to pay notice to all the bullshit that Pruitt's doing. So, our zine, I think, will survive the test of time. Finally today, the House Appropriations Committee passed a defense spending bill raising $674 billion for the Pentagon in 2019. That marks a $17 billion increase from this year. Unlike Last year, when the committee approved of an amendment by Barbara Lee to repeal the 2001 AUMF as part of the defense spending bill, this year that same amendment was defeated. Of course, it doesn't matter because last year, even though the amendment passed, it was stripped out of the bill before the bill was passed by the full House. I believe Barbara Lee said that uh, Paul Ryan stripped it out in the dead of night. Yes, sounds about right. I, I, I believe those were her words. A week after, we reported how the Government Accountability Office urged Congress to stop funding the F-35 program until a new cost and technology analysis is done. This defense appropriations bill that passed devotes $9.4 billion for the purchase of 93 F-35 fighter jets. Hell yeah. That's actually 16 more jets Jesus. than was requested by the Trump administration. <laughs> Fuck. Spending bill still needs to be approved by the full House and the Senate. We need to get Sean McElwee to start tweeting, abolish the Pentagon, abolish the Pentagon, <laughs> abolish the Pentagon. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the newscast today. About to get to the listener rant line here. Let's see what some of the uh, some of the callers are saying. We've got uh, Luke. Luke saying, Panera, Pantera, Panzer Tank. <laughs> hey, good point. <laughs> Looks like uh, Gregory here. I'm sorry, that was great. Yeah, Gregory who said uh, Panera, Pantera, Panzer Tank. Also said, need more red team, blue team exercises. We don't even know if these are billions of metric tons or uh, U.S. standard tons. Uh, Referring, I guess, to Scott Pruitt at the EPA running the red team, blue team uh, exercises uh, about global warming. Well, uh, thanks for the messages. Over at Patreon, Ivan Shreve, what if you have some Panera bread with Ambient? (laughs) <laughs> what if? Yes. Uh, what if? What if indeed? Also, Ivan noting that Capehart blocking the double Sams. Yep. What the fuck is Jonathan Capehart thinking? This is extremely good content on Twitter that he's that he's missing out on. 
All right. Uh, to kick off the listener rant line, we've got to join here from Dude Slater. Hey, guys. It's Dude Slater. I wanted to call in with an update on the Takashi Chief Keith feud. Um, oh, good. I think at this point, it seemed that Takashi would have been killed by now. And I've seen some theories on why he's still running around with 50 Cent joking that 6 9 is his son. Um, and this is a very interesting series. You know, it's a theory that I saw from the SoundCloud rapper Stitches. And that's that 6 9 is represented by William Morris Endeavor. And one of their executives is Ari Emanuel, the inspiration for Entourage and Brother 2, Rahm Emanuel. Ari Emanuel also used to be Donald Trump's agent. So Stitches is suggesting that 6 9 is a Fed and a plant. But this theory is really interesting to me because William Morris Endeavor is not a small agency, and that would mean that so many entertainers from 2 Chains and 311 to Weird Al Yankovic and Zed would be compromised. So I'm going to hang up, uh, hear what you guys think about this theory that so many celebrities are potentially feds. Dude Slater out. And where would we be without uh, Dude Slater's Vox Splainers on Takashi 69 I think that uh, celebrities are more likely than not to be feds because they probably uh, act as informants without even knowing it. I would agree with that. They'll they'll just be a friend. They'll they'll be friends with some FBI guy, and they'll oh, I was just talking to my FBI friend, and not realize they're dishing up all the shit. Yeah, celebrities are cops. Hi, this is Andrew from Milwaukee. Uh, I called back during the Pens and Caps series to talk some shit. So uh, I think it's only right for me to call back now and admit that I've been owned. Congratulations to Sam and to the Washington Capitals for winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, it's a great feeling. Uh, I love it when that happens for my team. So I can only imagine how good it feels for you guys down there. Uh, however, Tom Wilson is guilty. But that does not change the fact that I'm happy for Sam and I hope you had a great time at the parade. Take care. Thank you. I will uh, not address the uh, Tom Wilson issue because I very much appreciate the call and agree that it is a great feeling. And I think the best part of it is uh, was drinking cheap Lambrusco wine out of the Stanley Cup on the Giannicolo Hill overlooking Rome. Love that memory. Hey, Sam. Sam. Fuck you, Nate. It's uh, Greg in Cincinnati. And I was just calling as a uh, someone who spent the, the better half of the last decade as a Minnesota resident. Uh, the people of Minnesota are so excited for Sharia law. And Keith Ellison is an AG. So uh, we're going to embrace it. Cops are Takfir. Fuck the police. Go Sharia in Minnesota. Uh, another note. The uh, I'm looking for the Bulldog sweep this year in hockey. Matty Niskanen, the Capitals defenseman, is a former Bulldog like myself, and uh, the Bulldogs won the national title. Let's see if Matt can win one uh, for the Bulldogs in, in the pros. And uh, Ronnie in Kentucky, 
Fuck you, bud. You, uh, it's pretty dumb to call a guy out on bone if you've never seen him roll the rock. Uh, I mean, really, I guess maybe we'll meet up and fucking roll sometime, but that, uh, that'll be a waste. Uh, the, the bong rip challenge, I don't know, maybe we can make it worth everyone's while and, uh, after I body you in that, or the stakes will be the loser has to up their Patreon. I'm already a patron. You're probably fucking not because you're a dirtbag from Kentucky. <laughs> and, uh, fishing. Yeah, man. Let's go fishing sometime. That sounds fun as hell. So, uh, whatever. Hit me up on Twitter. Anyway, uh, keep up the good work, guys. And, uh, I don't know, man. Sharia Live, Minnesota. Let's go. Must be that famed Minnesota nice we hear yeah. so much about. We've got a, a feud uh, developing between Ronnie and Kentucky and Greg and Cincinnati. Very slow-moving feud. I think it was initiated a few months ago on the rant line, and uh, <laughs> our, uh, our our bowler friend, Greg I, in Cincinnati, just now getting uh, to response. I'm really fucking psyched for Sharia, though. Okay, he's, he's real right about that. Uh, Matt Niskanen, graduate of the University of Minnesota Duluth, is, I believe, to what the uh, reference was. And evidently they won the Frozen Four this year. So hmm. congrats, Duluth, home of Bob Dylan. All right, one more caller. Uh, yes, this is message for Sam Natwan. <laughs> I'm a famous French restaurateur. I just wanted to say, why don't you make like a breakfast sandwich in France? And crook, monsieur. See, if you were cultured, you would get this joke. But you're a stupid pig shit, American. <laughs> Fuck you. The, uh... Well... The, the, the cordon bleu is very upset with me. There it is again. Any other angry chefs out there? Call the rant line. 202... 202- 684-6108. Or the Washington City Paper Weenies who've been on my yeah. fucking tail over uh, 77. I fucking dare you to call the rant line. Shout out to our sponsors, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Also, subscribe on our Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you bonus content and allows you also to watch us as we record this show. We also get a little private session with the viewers before we start recording over at Patreon. Newscast returns tomorrow. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. <laughs>